You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. It is time to get into the weeds with the Bills Week 6 opponent. We'll do what we do every single Wednesday. We'll talk about the opponent, all the challenges that they present, what the Bills need to do to overcome them, and you should be ready for Monday Night Football. So let's get started with the nuts and bolts. The Buffalo Bills have a road date with the Tennessee Titans in Week 6. The game will be played on Monday, October 18th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. The game will be broadcasted on ESPN. Steve Levy is on the play-by-play. Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy are the game analysts. And Lisa Salters will report from the sideline. It will mark the 49th meeting all-time between the two teams. The Bills have a 19-29 record against the Titans. Now, McDermott has coached the Bills to wins over Tennessee in 2018 and 2019, but the Bills fell to the Titans last year, 42-16. was a really weird game that kept on getting rescheduled, and Tennessee had all those COVID issues, and the Bills were just kind of left dangling in the wind, and they did not show up and play well against Tennessee last year, so they will be looking to avenge that loss. The Titans are 3-2. and two. So far this season, they find themselves in first place of the AFC South, and nobody else in the AFC South has a record better than 1-4. So far in Week 1, the Titans lost to the Cardinals 38-13. They beat the Seahawks in Week 2, 33-30. They beat the Colts in Week 3, 25-16. They lost to the Jets in Week 4, 27-24, and they beat the Jaguars in Week 5, 37-19. Three of their last four games have been on the road, so I'm guessing they're going to be quite happy to be back at home this week. The head coach of the Tennessee Titans is Mike Vrabel. He's 46 years old in his fourth season as an NFL head coach. He's 32-21 and 21 so far. In his first two seasons in Tennessee, the Titans finished 9-7. and seven. They were 11-5 last year and 3-2 and two so far in 2021. Mike Frabel, as you probably know, he played 14 seasons in the NFL, and his rise to becoming a NFL head coach was pretty quick. Immediately after he retired, he became the linebackers coach at Ohio State. He quickly became the Texans linebackers coach from 2014 to 2016. He was the Texans defensive coordinator in 2017, and he became the Titans head coach in 2018. So far, he's challenged 15 plays, and five of them were overturned. The quarterback for the Tennessee Titans is Ryan Tannehill. He's six foot four, 217 pounds, was the number eight overall pick in the 2012 NFL Draft by the Miami Dolphins, and he was traded to Tennessee after the 2018 season, and his career has really taken off since then. In six years with the Dolphins, he had a passer rating of 87, And in just over two seasons in Tennessee, he has a passer rating of 106.7. The Titans are 21-10 and 
with him as their starting quarterback. So far in 2021, he's completing 63.6% of his passes, averaging 250 passing yards per game. He has a passer rating of 89.5, six touchdowns, three interceptions, and 5.63 adjusted net yards per attempt. He's getting sacked a ton so far this year. On 10.4% of his dropbacks, he is getting sacked. He's been sacked 20 times already in five games. And last year in 16 starts, he was sacked a total of 24 times. And so Tannehill and this Titans offense is not off to a great start. They have a new offensive coordinator. John U. Smith and Corey Davis left in the offseason. They brought in Julio Jones. He's been injured. A.J. Brown has been injured. Their offensive line has struggled in pass protection. And so this, this passing game, at least, is definitely trying to find itself so far this year. Let's dig into his metrics so far in 2021. His average time to throw is 2.55 seconds, which is the ninth fastest trigger in the NFL. He has a slight dip in production when he holds onto the football for more than two and a half seconds, but nothing crazy like we've seen from some of the other quarterbacks the Bills have faced so far this season. His average depth of target is 8.6 yards from the line of scrimmage, which is 18th in the NFL. He's throwing deep, which is 20 yards down the field or more, on 10.4% of his dropbacks, which is 23rd in the NFL. And so the deep passing game has not been as big of a piece of the offense this year as it has in the past. And in fact, when Tannehill is throwing the football down the field, he has not had much success. On attempts where the target is more than 20 yards from the line of scrimmage, Tannehill has completed three out of 18 passes. And that's only a completion percentage of 16.7%, which is dead last in the NFL. So the vertical passing game is just not happening yet for Tennessee. When it comes to play action, that's always a big part of Tannehill and his success as a passer. They're attempting play action passes on 26.2% of his dropbacks, which is 19th in the NFL. That number needs to be above 30% for him. So I'm sure that's going to happen. Now, when you look at his splits with and without play action, they're quite different. When he does have play action, Tannehill has a passer rating of 106.4 and averaging 10 yards per attempt. When he does not have play action, his passer rating is 83.8 and 6.3 yards per attempt. So his passer rating goes down 22.6 points and his yards per attempt dips by 3.7 yards. Now, when it comes to pressure on Tannehill, like every quarterback, he struggles under pressure compared to when he's kept clean. So let's talk about those metrics really quick. When he's kept clean, he's completing 71.2% of his passes, 8.3 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 97.4. When he's under pressure, he's completing 43.8% of his passes, 4.4 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 69. So his completion percentage falls 27%. His yards per attempt falls nearly four yards, 3.9 yards less when he's pressured, and his passer rating falls 28.4 points. So just like every quarterback, you want to pressure Tannehill. Now, he handles the blitz just fine. He doesn't kill it like Mahomes does, but organic pressure is always best against good quarterbacks, 
and Tannehill is a good quarterback. So you need to pressure him with four, and if you can do that successfully, like a lot of teams have so far this year, and a lot of teams have sacked him, like I said, 10.4% of his dropbacks are sacks, and he's been sacked 20 times already in five games, you're going to have a lot of success against Tannehill. But he's obviously not playing as well as he did the previous two seasons. I'm not sure, given the coaching changes and the different weapons around him, that that should be a surprise to us. But Tannehill has not played quite to the level he has in previous years, and I'm sure that he's looking to get on track. I'm not sure that happens against the Bills, but he's going to play better than he has so far this year. It's just a matter of when. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the free app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account, and you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. The offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans is Todd Downing. He's 41 years old and he's in his first season as the Titans offensive coordinator. He replaces Arthur Smith, who got hired by the Atlanta Falcons to be their head coach. It's his second season overall as an NFL offensive coordinator. He was the Raiders' OC in 2017, and that offense finished 17th in yards and 23rd in points. He's bounced around a ton in the NFL. His most notable gigs were as the Lions quarterbacks coach from 2010 to 2013. He was actually the Bills quarterbacks coach in 2014, the Raiders quarterbacks coach from 2015 to 2016, and then, of course, their offensive coordinator in 2017. And then he came to the Titans in 2019, where he coached the tight ends until he became the OC this year. So far this year, the Titans are scoring 26.4 points per game, which is 10th in the NFL. They're converting 38.6% of their third downs, which is 20th. They're averaging 389 total yards per game, which is 21st. 167.8 rushing yards per game, which is third. And 221 passing yards per game, which is 26th. Their rush offense is legit. They have the second most rushing attempts in the league, and they're averaging 4.9 yards per carry, which is the sixth best mark in the NFL. So when we talk about their weapons, we have to start with the running back, Derrick Henry. He has 640 rushing yards already this season in five games, seven rushing touchdowns as well. He's averaging 3.25 yards after contact per attempt, and you know the deal with him. He's big, physical, powerful, and a pretty explosive guy. I mean, six foot three, 247 pounds, and he runs a 4.54 40-yard dash. Now, here's the interesting part about Derrick Henry and all the success that he's had so far in the NFL. He's not really produced that well against the Buffalo Bills. Last year in 2020, he had 19 carries for 57 yards. That was his lowest total of the season. 
In 2019, he had 20 carries for 78 yards. That was his fifth lowest total of that season. And in 2018, he had 11 rushes for 56 yards. So McDermott has coached very effectively against Tennessee in terms of stopping Derrick Henry. Now, one thing about Derrick Henry and this Tennessee rushing offense is that it is the Derrick Henry show. He already has 142 rushing attempts in five games. Nobody else on the Titans Titans roster has more than eight. And the guy with eight carries is the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, this is literally the Derrick Henry show when it comes to this Titans rushing attack. Now, their weapons when it comes to the passing game at wide receiver, their top two guys are A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. A.J. Brown has been banged up so far this year. He's hardly been a factor at all. Um, He was expected to have this big breakout season. He was tremendous last year, but uh, the injuries have really slowed him down so far. As far as Julio Jones, I'm not sure if he's going to play. He didn't play last week, had a hamstring injury. Stay tuned there. And I think you're going to find a very common theme when I talk about this Titans team, especially on defense. They've got tons of injuries. And so nailing down exactly who's going to play and what their role is going to be is kind of hard. So Julio Jones, who knows? He's got a hamstring injury, and um, he's played in a couple of games so far this year. I'm not sure if he'll play Monday night. Their other two receivers are Chester Rogers, former Indianapolis Colt, a good return guy, but has never really been a featured receiver in the NFL. And then Josh Reynolds, who was buried in the depth chart with the Rams for several seasons, and he came to Tennessee for more opportunity, and um, he hasn't really performed. At tight end, they let Jonu Smith walk in free agency, and their featured guy is Anthony Ferkser. And then they have Michael Pruitt and Jeff Swaim. None of those guys are difference makers. They're ordinary NFL tight ends that um, don't really come close to matching what they had in Jonu Smith. Now, their offensive line, this group has struggled so far this year. At left tackle, it's Taylor Luan. Um, he's clearly not fully back from that ACL injury last year. He's uh, had some really poor performances. Now, he's a good player. Um, it's only a matter of time before he finds his stride, but he struggled so far this year. At left guard, they have an outstanding player in Roger Saffold, I think one of the better guards in the NFL. They have a good center in Ben Jones. Their right guard is Nate Davis, and um, he really came on for them last year, but he has struggled so far this season. I think 36% of the pressures given up by this offensive line have come right there from Nate Davis. So that'll be a great opportunity for the Bills to attack him and see if they can keep him struggling. And then the right tackle is David Questenberry, um, who was not who I expected to be their right tackle. He's having an okay season in terms of run blocking, but his pass blocking has been an issue as well. So the Bills have some opportunities here against an offensive line that just has not played well, at least when it comes to pass blocking so far in 2021. So what are my keys for the Bills' defense against this Titans offense? Number one, be ready for Derrick Henry. They're going to run the football with Derrick Henry. That's what they do. And so the Bills need to continue their successful ways of defending Derrick Henry. Number two, pass rush, go do its thing. The Bills' pass rush has been really good this year. And 
It needs to stay that way against Tennessee. This is an offensive line that is struggling. You have a new right tackle. You have a left tackle that's still working back from injury. You have a struggling young player in Nate Davis. Go after these dudes and use this depth and talent that you have up front to really impact the game. Number three, be ready for the play-action passing game. This is what Tennessee wants to do. They want to run the football with Derrick Henry and then set up opportunities in the play-action passing game to work the ball down the field. Now, they haven't been successful at it so far this year, but we know that that's their bread and butter, and it's only a matter of time. And so for a team that is struggling a bit offensively, I think they're going to want to try to find those things that they've been successful with in the past, and I expect a heavy dose of play action from the Titans on Monday night. And then lastly, just be ready for the physicality of A.J. Brown. Um, Like I said, he's been injured this year and hasn't been really a factor, but he's so talented, and they play him in the slot, they play him outside, and he's a lot to deal with, and he is going to very aggressively attack the Bills' corners. And so whether it's Trey White or Taron Johnson or Levi Wallace, whatever the plan is to deal with A.J. Brown, you have to be ready to match that physicality. And if Julio Jones can play, they have another dog at receiver that likes to get after corners and just presents a lot of challenges. And so you got to be able to handle a very different group of receivers this week. I know the Bills have faced guys like Terry McLaurin and Brandon Cooks and Tyreek Hill, those types of players, but this is a different type of guy, right? These are more the big-bodied, physical, alpha-type receivers. And so it's a different type of challenge for the Bills' corners this week. And so be ready to match that physicality that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown will bring on Monday night. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, and salted caramel. And look, maybe you haven't tried them all, but you want to. Let me recommend a mixed box. That's where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Try them all and see which ones you like the best. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars on the planet, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. The flavors are amazing. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans is Shane Bowen, 34 years old. He's in his first season as the Titans defensive coordinator and as an NFL defensive coordinator. He's been with Mike Vrabel since 2017. He was a defensive assistant in Houston from 2016 through 2017, He became the linebackers coach in Tennessee from 2018 through 2020, and now he's the defensive coordinator. So far in 2021, the Titans are giving up 26 points per game, which is 24th in the NFL. They've registered 10 sacks, which is 17th. They're giving up 377 total yards per game, which is 21st. They're giving up 113 rushing yards per game, which is 16th, and they're allowing 264 passing yards per game, which is 21st. Now, a couple of things here before we talk about the defensive personnel for the Titans. First of all, the defense has been a problem in Tennessee for multiple seasons. And last year, it was awful. 
and they really made sweeping changes with their personnel. And so far, they really haven't improved. Now, part of that is because they have an unbelievable amount of injuries to their defense. And so even as I talk about these players, a lot of them, I have no idea if they're going to play on Monday night. And so paying attention to the injury reports will be critical because it's just hard to nail down at this point in the week who's going to be available and who's not. So let's talk about what I think will be the case. At interior defensive line, their main players are Jeffrey Simmons and Tier Tart. Now, Simmons is a dude. He's a really talented football player. First-round pick a couple of years ago. They line him up everywhere, and he has the potential to be a game wrecker. Really good technique, really explosive, really powerful, really physical. So that's the main guy you need to account for when it comes to their down linemen. At edge defender, Harold Landry is their main pass rusher. He's a speedy, bursty, bendy type pass rusher. He doesn't have much power, but he's extremely quick. They have Bud Dupree, who they gave a massive contract to in the offseason. Who knows if he's going to be available? He admitted to being rushed back from the ACL injury that he suffered last year. He's not played recently. Who knows if he's going to go on Monday night, but he would be a boost for their defense. And then their other edge players are Danico Autry, who's a good player. He'll play some on the inside as well. Uh, came over from the Colts, very high-quality uh, defensive lineman. And then Ola Odeniyi, who is a young, talented player, late-round pick. I think he has some potential, but I'm not sure he's ready to be an impact player at this point. So if Dupree can play, that would be big for them. But their main guys in terms of edge rushers and interior defensive linemen, it's Harold Landry and it's Jeffrey Simmons. Those are the guys that can really make a difference for them. Now at linebacker, David Long is probably the most known commodity that they're going to have playing for them. Uh, He's played a lot of snaps this year. Uh, Good coverage player, good space player, not super physical playing downhill, but He's been their most reliable linebacker so far this year. Jayon Brown gets plenty of run. I'm not sure if he'll be available due to injury, but he's been a reasonable player, kind of up and down, better in space than he is playing downhill. And then Rashawn Evans, their first-round pick a few years ago, has really fallen out of favor with the team. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when it comes to these linebackers. The one thing I think you can expect is David Long to play pretty much every snap. At cornerback, uh, Janoris Jenkins is one of their top options. You know, I think he's kind of a expired player, if you will. Uh, his best days are clearly behind him, in, in my opinion. They have Chris Jackson. They have Christian Fulton, who has been really good um, for them so far this year. Second-year player out of LSU, a player that I really liked in the draft. Had a first-round grade on him. He got injured last week. I don't know if he's going to be available. They have Elijah Molden, who was a draft pick this past year, who played really well last week in uh, in 22 or so snaps that he played. Uh, but, you know, he's a young player that still kind of carving out his role in this defense. So I'm not sure if he's going to factor or not on Monday night. So maybe you'll get some Caleb Farley, who played sparingly so far this year. He's their first-round pick. Uh, just a really unknown situation. I think you'll see Janoris Jenkins for sure. 
you'll probably see Chris Jackson. And then as far as Fulton and Molden and Farley, I don't have, I have no idea. They have so many injuries, it's impossible to figure out. At safety, it'll be Kevin Byard and Dane Cruikshank. Kevin Byard, Pro Bowl type player, a ball hawk on the back end. They'll play him in deep zones and trust his really good ball skills and athleticism and range to make it difficult to throw the football down the field. And then Dane Cruikshank is an extremely athletic player, more of a downhill type player, um, has been on the team for a while. They probably wish they had Imani Hooker available to be that safety opposite of Bayard, but he's injured. So, so many injuries for this Titans defense. Like I said, it's really hard to kind of peg down exactly who's going to be available and what role they're going to play. So with that in mind, my keys for the Bills offense against this Titans defense is number one, stay in attack mode, be aggressive, go after these guys. I mean, you have tons of new personnel that they're trying to work in and figure out how it all fits together. Be aggressive, go after them. And they're not very good at rushing the passer. They have a sack rate this year of 2.9%, which is the lowest in the NFL. So I would definitely mix in plenty of shots down the field to go with your rhythm stuff and really challenge a defense that is being pieced together with a lot of guys that haven't spent much time together. So number one, stay in attack mode. Number two is give them eye candy and keep them thinking. Get the jet motions going. Do some misdirection stuff. Do the screen stuff. I mean, they are just not a very cohesive group right now. And so just give them a lot to think about. I would really mix up my personnel groupings. I'd mix up my formations. Plenty of pre-snap motion. Plenty of misdirection. And give them a lot to think about on a snap-to-snap basis. And then lastly... I mean, they have three really high-quality players on this defense. Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, and Kevin Byard. Those are the guys that you have to worry about. So account for them. Have a plan. If Landry has a lot of speed and that's given Dawkins or Brown some trouble, be willing to chip and, and help that a little bit. You know, if you need to double Simmons, double Simmons. But don't let those guys spoil your offense. And I'm not sure that they will, but those are the guys that are capable of making those game-changing plays. And so just have a plan for those guys that can make a difference. Now let's talk quickly about their specialist, another situation where there's uncertainty. Their kicker is Randy Bullock, um, and they have struggled that kicker under Mike Vrabel. They've really went through so many of them. They've had so many missed field goals. And so now they're with Randy Bullock, who's a pretty average veteran kicker. He's been in the league for a long time. He's made 83% of the field goals for his career. He's making 82% so far this year. So he's far from automatic, but he might be the best thing they've had since Vrabel has arrived. At punter, Brett Kern is their punter, and he's an exceptional punter, one of the best in the NFL, a Grand Island native. Now, he didn't play last week, and he's on the COVID list. So last week they had Johnny Townsend do their punting. I'm guessing it'll be him again this week. If Kern comes off the uh, COVID list, then I'm sure he'll be the punter, but it's kind of an unsettled situation. And then the return guy, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, is Chester Rogers. 
He's an extremely sound punt returner. He takes care of the football, uh, and he's pretty productive. I think he's averaging like 13 yards per punt return so far this year, and he's a pretty modest kick returner. In fact, his kick return production really hasn't been that impressive, but gets his work done as a punt returner. So there you have it, the Tennessee Titans. That's, That's what they are. Those are the challenges. That's what the Bills need to do to overcome those challenges. They're such a strange team right now. I mean, offensively, just not performing in the passing game. The pass protection has been a struggle. Tannehill hasn't played that well. New offensive coordinator, banged up receivers. They don't really have the tight end as a factor like it's been in the past. Defensively, they've been trying so many different things in recent years. A big shift in personnel. They released a bunch of players. They promoted Shane Bowen to defensive coordinator after not replacing Dean Pease last year. It's just it's just a weird team, and they've been pretty good, right? They've been to the playoffs in recent years, eleven and five last year. They beat Buffalo nine and seven the first two years under Vrabel. They're a reasonable team, but it's just it's hard to really anticipate what you're going to get from them because of the injuries and just how many new pieces are in place for a team that's had the same coach and GM for going into their fourth season together. So it's just a little surprising to me that this team has the dynamics in place that they currently do given all of the context surrounding them. It's it's just a kind of a strange situation. And so I just have a hard time pegging down exactly what to expect from Tennessee on Monday night. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans about this team, and so hopefully that'll help us gain some perspective on a team that has a lot of moving parts, if you will. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.